What song is it you want to hear? Welcome to the Secret Chord Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Jacobs. The Secret Chord explores spirituality through the lens of great music. And we're sponsored by SuperJeweler.com, my favorite online fine jewelry destination. And without further ado, please enjoy this podcast. Well, hello, folks, and welcome to episode 36 of the Secret Chord Podcast. I am delighted today to be speaking to you about one of the great artists of all time. His name is Eric Patrick Clapton, and he was born March 30th, 1945 in England, and is a great blues guitarist, singer, and songwriter. He happens to be the only three-time inductee to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, once as a solo artist and separately as a member of the Yardbirds and of Cream. Eric has been referred to as one of the most important and influential guitarists of all time. He ranked second in Rolling Stone's list of the 100 greatest guitarists of all time and fourth in Gibson's top 50 guitarists of all time. He was also named number five in Time Magazine's list of the 10 best electric guitar players back in 2009. Besides all that, he's been a recipient of 18 Grammy Awards and the Brit Award for Outstanding Contribution to Music. In 2004, he was awarded the CBE at Buckingham Palace for service to music. He has received four Ivor Novell Awards from the British Academy of Songwriters, Composers, and Authors, including the Lifetime Achievement Award. In his solo career, Eric Clapton has sold more than 100 million records worldwide, making him one of the best-selling musicians of all time. Plus, in 1998, Eric, as a recovering alcoholic and drug addict, founded the Crossroads Center in Antigua, a medical facility for recovering substance abusers, and that's going to become important as we discuss the life of Eric Clapton and his music going forward. Now, Eric has had a very successful solo career, but he started in three bands, each one of them famous, as we mentioned before. The first was the Yardbirds, then it was Cream, and then Blind Faith, who we're going to focus on today. Blind Faith was formed in 1969, was composed of Cream drummer Ginger Baker, who is a wild guy and a great drummer, an incredible singer and piano player and organist Steve Winwood of the band Traffic, Rick Gretsch of the band called Family, and they only had one record and one big arena tour. They were considered a supergroup, and they debuted before 100,000 fans in London's Hyde Park on June 7, 1969. Their album, Blind Faith, consisted of just six songs, and one of them was a hit called Can't Find My Way Home. This is an amazing song, and we're going to listen to it now as a little warm-up for the main event. This is Can't Find My Way Home by the great Blind Faith. Thank you. 
that's a fantastic song. So let's talk about the music. It has a pleasing, simple, folksy, bluesy chord progression. The guitars sound great. Steve Winwood has one of the most unique and recognizable voices in rock and roll. And he sings in an especially high register here. He always does, but especially here. And Ginger Baker, by the way, if you want to see a great movie about him, go see a film called Beware Mr. Baker. I think you can see it on Netflix. So he's playing fairly simple stuff for his capabilities, but he reminds you that he's there with these periodic loud cymbal crashes when you don't expect them. In terms of the lyrics, the first song we're going to explore today is about being lost, and the second song is about being found. So in this one, they write, Come down off your throne and leave your body alone. Somebody must change. You are the reason I've been waiting so long. Somebody holds the key. Well, I'm near the end and I just ain't got the time and I'm wasted and I can't find my way home. Now, as I mentioned, one song today in this episode presents the problem and song number two presents the solution. In these lyrics, we obviously see someone who's literally lost, so tanked up that he doesn't even know where he lives. And while that's certainly possible for someone who drinks enough, it can also be understood on a metaphysical level. This person is spiritually lost as well and looking for a way home. He's given the advice to get down off his throne. Good. That's like getting real, getting off your high horse. Next, he's told to leave his body alone. To me, that means he should focus less on physicality. He realizes he needs a change in his life, and there's only one person who can help him, and that's himself. As it says, somebody holds the key. In my opinion, that means... He does. Now, both of these songs that we're considering today really paralleled Eric Clapton's own life, which, by the way, was not a simple one. He was brought up by his grandparents after being born as the result of a brief relationship between his mother and a Canadian soldier who left them before he was born. For many years, he grew up believing his mother was his older sister, and it was only after she married and moved to Germany that the real truth emerged. Eric struggled long-term with the circumstances of his birth, and this significantly contributed to his two well-publicized problems with alcohol and drugs. He became a megastar on the outside, but remained a tortured soul inwardly. Now, I'd like to thank the people who wrote about this online. I didn't know all this information, and unfortunately, I can't remember the precise website where I found this. So thank you. Thank you for writing about this and letting me know. It was during a time of real personal crisis in 1969 that Eric made an initial commitment as a religious person. He had been intrigued by spirituality as a child and had attended formal services. Now he was being influenced by the genuine warmth and love of American duo Delaney and Bonnie, who you should check out if you never have, when he toured with them. It was their influence which helped him to overcome his drug addiction. As a thank you to both God and his friends, he wrote the song Presence of the Lord for the one and only Blind Faith album. Here's what he said about that experience. In the privacy of my room, I begged for help. I had no notion who I thought I was talking to. I just knew that I had come to the end of my tether, and, getting down on my knees, I surrendered. Within a few days, I realized that I had found a place to turn to a place I'd always known was there but never really wanted or needed to believe in. From that day until this, I have never failed to pray in the morning on my knees, asking for help, 
and at night to express gratitude for my life and, most of all, for my sobriety. I choose to kneel because I feel I need to humble myself when I pray. And with my ego, this is the most that I can do. If you are asking why I do all this, I'll tell you. Because it works. It's as simple as that. Well, that's pretty powerful. Why don't we hear this song? This is In the Presence of the Lord by the great Eric Clapton.
another magnificent song. Let's talk about the music. So to start off with, I think the tune has a deliberate hymnal feel and that it's really accentuated by Steve Winwood's great organ sound. It's a rock hymn with a gentle sound, but also a bit of a kick. About halfway through, the band breaks into a classic late 60s jam before returning to the original hymn sound. In terms of the lyrics, Eric Clapton has been seen by many as being a rock god, an icon to be worshipped, a genius to be emulated. Back in the late 60s, the slogan, Clapton is God, was famously painted by a graffiti artist on a brick wall in London. Actually, that embarrassed Eric because he knows that there really is a God who needs to be genuinely honored and followed. Countless young men have aspired to be another Eric Clapton when they pick up the guitar. But the real Eric Clapton is a genuine, fallible human being, broken before the only true God. He's a man with a real sense of his own mortality and his need of divine salvation, let's call it. The words of his song, Presence of the Lord, sum up this heartfelt gratitude to God. As he says, I have finally found a way to live, just like I never could before. I know that I don't have much to give, but I can open any door. Everybody knows the secrets. Everybody knows the score. I have finally found a way to live in the color of the Lord. So from the sad and disaffected searching of can't find my way home, we come to this. He has finally found a way to live in what he describes as the color of the Lord. I don't know exactly what he means by that, but I like it. Interestingly, he says that everybody knows the secrets, and longtime listeners know that I agree. Consciously or not, most people know that there is a transcendent reality. It just hasn't necessarily entered the forefront of their minds. Unfortunately, there's nothing like pain and hardship to awaken it. We've seen so many examples of this in rock and roll and in life in general. Addiction led Eric to his spirituality, and he humbly and beautifully translated his discovery into music for us. So while Clapton is not God, he helped show us who is. That's my thoughts about Presence of the Lord, the great blind faith song, and my thoughts about Eric Clapton, a great man and a great musician. I hope you've enjoyed listening. And as always, we will be back next week with more music and more ideas. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Please consider leaving a comment or a review to help us spread the word. And please subscribe to the podcast on any of the major podcasting platforms. To support us, please visit our Patreon accounts. And if you'd like to communicate with me directly, please feel free to email me at ajacobs at The Secret Chord is produced and engineered by Naor Cohen.